Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of the Baby Metal Podcast. It's October 30th, 2019, here as we record. The podcast is a place where we gather on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Hello. And Garrett. Hello. All right, so uh, when we last left off, uh, we were going through Metal Galaxy and talking about the individual songs. We have talked about disc one, which is referred to as sun, and we will now talk about disc two, which is referred to as moon in the uh, in the two-disc version that, that comes in the, the Japanese complete editions, at least. Or, I don't know why, but in my head, I always think dark side. Well, I mean... I, uh, if that makes okay. sense to anybody else, I don't know why I think dark I mean, side. It, it doesn't feel like it's perfect, but it does seem like there's a kind of a split yes. between the two discs. I think so. So, um... I was just thinking, like, on the tour that they... St- like opened within the name of right then they also played like all last year all the songs that are on the side like starlight that came out of that part papa yeah I'm like yeah maybe i stand corrected but distortion i feel like there's more songs on this half that represent the quote-unquote dark side of tour than the first half did yep and and you're right papa is the thing that throws it off right <laughs> or oh, and the other exclusive yeah, yeah i guess yeah so it's i mean it, it certainly isn't like you know disc two is the old songs but i think disc yeah. two is and it it overall averages heavier, um, darker in a way than uh, the first disc. So I hadn't yeah, really thought know, about that, and you're totally right. It's not really it it isn't it isn't perfect, but it does sort of feel like you know yeah. they surprise you with the first disc, and then they go back to what you were expecting with the second sort of sort of yeah sort yeah, of yeah, no, and totally. take it to the exclusive absolutely. Yeah, I, I can dig that. I'm picking uh, up what you're putting down. All right. Uh, so this one opens with "In the Name of," which Skip. I think you know. All- <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, see, I think I don't skip the song all the time. It's like a fifty-fifty skip for me. That's what mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. This one skips gets skipped more than Future Metal, though, for sure. I appreciate that it's the Legend S version and not the ones we've heard on tour. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, we, I know that we were wondering about that, you know, when we first got the track list, what, you know, what, what is the extra time? But it is, it's, um, it's an abbreviated version of the, of the original thing that they did in Legend S. So, you know, you do get a little bit of that, that kind of like the music that the, the, like, you know, whatever Fox minions were marching to yeah, before it actually begins. Um, it's nice to have it in a studio version. I think the thing that we had with the legend S pro shot was already pretty close to a studio version. Do you guys, so, like, do you guys like this song Garrett? I know you don't skip it. This distortion. It's like, no, no, no. no in the name of, sorry, I was reading ahead. I apologize. Yeah, it's my fault. Yeah. Do yeah, it again. That's, that's my problem. I, I start, I was reading my notes that I write, wrote out and I thought some interesting <laughs> things to say about distortion. And then I zoned out. I forgot we were talking about in the name of, see, skip. You yeah, forgot we were yeah. talking about it. Exactly. It's mentally skipped too. Um, yes. This is like the song I would want to replace like either one of like the Japanese exclusives with like, though I don't hate this song. I feel like it doesn't really, this of all the songs, this one does not really, this is the one I think doesn't belong on the album. If any at all do. This one feels like the most out of place to me. Paul, what are your thoughts on this song? I, I guess I, I, and I do feel like this one does uh, split people <laughs> more, maybe more than some of the, almost any other one. Uh, Obanj and I probably splits people too, but, um, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I like it. I think it's, I think it is, you know, it sets the mood nicely. Um, it's, you know, I, I, I enjoy listening to it. I don't, 
I generally do not skip it. I want to vent something real quick. This 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 could be totally the wrong way of thinking, and correct me if it is. But in my head, when I the first like path of thought when I think in the name of is oh the first song they started playing after the departure of Yui and the the abandoning of Babe Metal Death. Damn it! You it, stole my thunder. So it, I was gonna so ask sorry. you. I was gonna <laughs> ask both of you. Well, Paul likes the song, so I wasn't going to ask you because so your opinion just isn't relevant to the question. All right. But okay. <laughs> and you know, and actually, if you're listening to this and you have the ability to comment, I'd love to hear what our listeners think too. If this song, if you don't like this song and it has something to do with the emotional baggage that came from 2018, do you think you would like it if that baggage wasn't attached to it? Yes, hmm. I, I think so because I still had bang to this song. Once okay. I get past the 45 second of demonic hymns at the beginning, I get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm. I think I'm, I think I'm in the same boat. The song just has too much baggage for me to really enjoy. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and you know, I wasn't at Kansas city, so I didn't get to experience that. I mean, that wasn't, mess. A, they played in the name of before then. So we were kind of expecting for them to play in the name of, we weren't, I wasn't we still, no, I, I, yeah, I, thought, I thought that was Legend S only. I, yeah, I, I never thought that would escape Legend S. Yeah, I think you might be a pretty minority on that. <laughs> okay, well, like, I don't know. I, I would have much rather had that not none of the baggage situation happen at all. But I, th- I feel like they made the best out of what happened, and I'm I'm happy to accept this as part of the album as a forever reminder of what happened. Okay, so I have Don Bringer in our Discord chat. I don't have the emotional baggage, and I like the song. You heard it here first. And yeah. I, I think that's probably true for a lot of people. I mean, there's going to be people who just don't like the song because they just don't like the song and don't even care or don't even think about the context of it. But I think at least yeah. a good chunk of people associated with, to be honest, bad memories. <laughs> yeah, I guess now would be a time to meddle in front the chat says in the name of represents 2018. And I do remember the times back in 2018 where... Things are kind of slow rolling and that nothing was looking good. And now here we are towards the end of 2019 and everything's looking great for baby metal. We've come such a long way in the past 12 months. Yeah. yeah. And I think I want to revisit this question of emotional baggage with some of the other songs on this disc. Sure. Um, and maybe even circle back to Elevator Girl because it, it's kind of on an island on itself on the other on the first mm-hmm. disc. But right. how, I would be curious to see how many people associate what we already have in the name of distortion elevator girl um kagero or what used to be tattoo and starlight Mm -hmm. with bad memories and i think that would be interesting i don't think i have bad memories with any of the other ones besides in the name of and i can't really tell you why see that's another interesting thing i know a lot of people who like star uh, starlight I love Starlight. Um, Kagero is something that and I've I've totally derailed the order of in which we're talking about stuff I pulled a Garrett here um, it's okay, but I, in the name of is the only one that I just really have emotional baggage with in, in a way that I don't want to listen to the song. I have emotional baggage with starlight um, and some of the other uh, stuff from last year, but I still enjoy listening to the music in the name of is one of the ones I just, I still, for whatever reason, it's a, it's an instant skip for me every time. It's possible that I'm, that I'm just better at, uh, separating that from like just separating this in my mind. I mean, like I, I think of in the name of as a legend us thing, yeah, which has its own, you know, that, that has its own sort of emotional baggage attachments as well, but it's not quite this. It's, I don't think of it as, I don't think of it as a 2018 thing. Really. 
in the context of Legend S, and to be honest, I haven't watched Legend S since last year when I watched it a couple times after I got it. It's still cool. It matches the theater production. And I've said it before. I said it in the previews. I've said it every time we've talked about this song. Great for the theatrics of the beginning of Legend S. Don't think it belongs on the album. And that, yeah. in, in, in you know, emotional baggage and memories of 2018 and bad stuff aside, I still don't think it belongs on the album. I, I would even go almost as far as to say is that I don't really think it belongs to be played live again. But I feel like Legend S was great. I, feel, I think it fit in great with Legend S. Yeah. But they shouldn't have walked out in Kansas City and just played that and did all that nonsense, which I'm sure they've already stated they felt pretty poorly about that. But like, like where else... What else? What makes it worthy of being on the album? Can well, we ask that? What's weird for me too is, in a lot of ways, it's similar to Baby Metal Death. It's super heavy. It's really aggressive. Um, you know, there's really no lyrics. We just we don't have girls saying their names over and over and over again. Um, yeah. So for me, it it should be similar. It should have the same kind of hype and vibe, but it just doesn't work for me. And I, I've never been able to put my finger on why when I try and separate my memories of 2018 and the context with which we all were exposed to this song after legend S. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, it's, it's, it's slower. I mean, you know, it, I don't think it, it doesn't, it isn't really designed. I don't think for hype, you know, um, Maybe. metal death is faster. Um, I, I'd say future metal is built for hype. Oh yeah, but absolutely. This song, yeah. but compared to like the first disc built for hype, second disc build up to what? Building well, so, down. I mean, so this when they used this in the shows though, this wasn't. It. I don't think they were. I don't think it was functionally the same thing as no. as Big no. Metal. I mean, like it's it's a play, you know. Yeah. Um, they were setting the so, tone. Yeah. Uh, it is, as far as they're concerned, practically an instrumental. I think. Um, yes. Uh, there, there are a bunch of words that are said by the growl. Um, the lyric sheet says, you know, it just says in the name of the Fox God is the lyrics, but that is clearly insufficient, <laughs> but we, we don't know exactly what the growl is saying at all points. You know, some people I think have a pretty good idea of what it's saying in many points, but I don't think the whole lyrics are ever worked out. Um, yeah, that's interesting. You bring that up. This is totally an instrumental. There's yeah. no participation from the girls at all. As far as we know. Unless Mo is shredding on a guitar in the background somehow, right? Which I doubt. Shredding? You mean chugging? Open, 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 open. <laughs> yes, dum, dum, I mean, dum, yes. Dum, dum. That's exactly and, what I mean, I mean. It is possible that you know, there's. It's. I think it's hard to tell if you know there's someone sort of like you know humming along or something at the beginning, <laughs> but yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, effectively, it is. It's an instrumental. So then, I guess the question is: Is are they allowed to have instrumentals? You know. And if so, then maybe this still fits. You know, I think if the commie band were part of baby metal, I would be okay with an instrumental. Mm-hmm. Because they're not, it, I think it's weird. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and and it's, I almost hate saying that because the commie band is such an integral part of the performance, you know, both live and, you know, the session musicians they do have recording when they do have live musicians on the albums are integral mm-hmm. to the band. But I think from a, I don't know, maybe just a business perspective or a marketing perspective, it's it's weird to not have the band on the album for one track. And I, and I don't mean the band as the commie band. I mean Sue and Moa mm-hmm. on a track. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, so 
they they clearly do have this idea that it is a mood setter and an opener. Uh, and I mean, they did that. They did that in all their shows, and they did that. Mm-hmm. With, they, you know, they're setting the scene. They're setting the tone of disc two. Yeah. Um, we might not agree with their artistic vision, but it does seem like that's what they're doing. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's pretty well. I think it's pretty obvious that that, that is what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't okay. know. I I would prefer them have dropped this and given us one of the either one of the exclusives or something else from the vault that they've been holding on to for ten years. Yeah, and I mean, well, right. I mean, like it's a little weird that they even have exclusives. Um, it doesn't seem like you know they could have they could have had everything. I mean, like there's no reason to drop this just to add other things. <laughs> I think they could. I think the other things would, would have fit anyway. Think about how much more money they made by making you buy a different edition. Yeah, I lost track. I think I have. I, I do think I have. You know, twenty, twenty-one, something oh like that. Gosh. Copies of this thing. <laughs> but I feel like I have that many just from the one you got with your tickets. Yeah. Right. Anyways, so maybe we can move on uh, from this one to. Uh, so again, like a, a lot of these songs we knew from before, but um, distortion featuring Alyssa White glues. So this is. Oh, I guess we didn't actually say it before. Um, in, let me back up one second. In the name of music and lyrics by Kitsune of Metal God, uh, arrangement by Meg Metal and Yupa Metal. Okay. Um, distortion lyrics by DK Metal and Taka Metal. Music by Taka Metal, arranged by Meg Metal. Um, and so we all know this song. This you know, this should come with a lot of baggage, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I remember when this first came out. I listened to it pretty much nonstop for like 30 hours. Um, and you know, took a little while to get to like it. And eventually I sort of like it and I still have some qualms about it as a structure and that sort of thing. But, um, and then what's new here is that we, we have Alyssa white glues sort of subbing in for the growl. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Did, did you, do you guys know, um, other, you know, other things that, what is her, what's her band again? <laughs> Our um, yeah. That's Our, right. Yeah. Um, do you guys know what she sounds like outside of this context? Um, yeah, pretty close to it. I say a little bit cleaner. Like I say cleaner as in more e- easily, easier to understand vocal wise. Cause she does do all the growling and screaming. I feel like she's very talented and definitely fitting for this spot. And I, I like, I like this version more than the single version. Interesting. Okay. But I'm really this, pretty uh, indifferent at this point. Yeah, this it's the song so far and drilled in my head that it's kind of like, okay, was this what kind of gimmick was this? Was like I actually wrote this in my my thoughts about the song was yeah, like whether they add Alyssa White Blues. Though obviously it was like a later decision to add her because it came out way before we right. even knew she was the thing. So it was, I feel like her adding, them adding them there was a way to say, oh here look at the song we redid it with an, another big name musician. I hadn't thought of that, but now that you bring it up. That sounds like, plausible. I, I don't. I don't know if that's a healthy way of thinking. And I apologize for the car alarm that's going out, but <laughs> in the background, I don't, know if you guys, right. I don't know if you guys could hear that. But I don't know. Like back to emotional baggage, though. Whenever I think of distortion, I think of the day before the Kansas City show. Me and my buddy we're we're on our way to get haircuts, and I'm browsing the subreddit as I always do, and I see this, and like me and him are sitting outside of the car, and sitting in the car outside of a barber shop, blasting this in some downtown rural middle of nowhere town getting all the weird looks from everybody wearing cowboy hats just just us blasting distortion 
Mm-hmm. But That'd at that point, you liked it, right? I mean, like that was, I, that was well, a... yeah, that was the hype. That was like the first new song since Metal Resistance. That was the world at the time. That well, my head was the, it was the day before the, my first Baby Metal show, so obviously there was a lot of work in my head. <laughs> but like, holy cow, they dropped a new song the day before the show. Are they going to play a new one? Are they going to play this one? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like it's burned out would be a good word to describe the song for me. It's like I'm just burned out of it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't really skip it too often, but I don't, unlike Night Night Burn or Dan- Da Da Dance, I don't search it out. Mm-hmm. It's on a playlist, and if it comes up in Shuffle, I'll leave it there. But I don't yeah. search it out. This is one of, I didn't like this song initially when it came out. I'm trying to remember why. I think a lot of it had to do with the video, and I was weirded out by the video oh, and, yeah. and not seeing the girls. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the yeah. heck is going on? Um, It wasn't until. I saw this one live and I picked up the tour in Texas. So I kind of missed the head of the drama, but it is really pretty fun live. I'm a sucker for audience participation um, and being able to, you know, yell with the rest of the crowd and clap in the middle of it is really fun. Um, But I think burnout is a pretty accurate description of kind of how I feel about this song now. Um, I really enjoyed it there. I went through a period where I listened to it a lot and, you know, I would risk life and limb while driving to clap along, you know, halfway through <laughs> no it. Shame. Um, but yeah, but now I think I'm just, I'm kind of over it. Um, yeah. and the Alyssa white glues thing. Yeah. Take it or leave it. I can't hear the difference live if they use her version live or not. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm surprised by is that they didn't, that it is so not different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like aside, if, if, if Scream's gimmick, unless they're going to use Alyssa to perform it live one day as some huge publicity stunt, like if they like, announce saying, hey, we're playing the show featuring Alyssa, like featuring Arch Enemy, like if they had a, if they, if Arch Enemy co-built with Baby Metal somewhere down the line, we would all expect that to happen and that would build hype for uh, the Alyssa version of Distortion. But like, other than that, I can't think of any other reason why they would want to have I think the uh, thing that's sort of surprising is that you know it, it's it they they wrote this part. It's not like she had any input in this part. I mean, like this no. this was you know she was just basically singing along with something that someone else wrote a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. Um, I think I hadn't considered that perspective. That did they just tag her on for the name recognition? And now I kind of wonder because there's just that's she just voices over something that's been around for at least a year. Um, yeah. and to be honest, and to be honest, if I took you, if I played this song for somebody who didn't know either group, I'm not sure they'd be able to tell the difference. No. And like, compared to all the other ones that have features, like they're very predominant, like yeah. Omaj and I wouldn't have sounded like that without, I forgot to say his name, how to say his name already. Yoakum. Yeah. Yoakum. It wouldn't have sounded like the same song or the same with like Brand New Day. If Polyphia wouldn't have been added on it, it wouldn't have sounded like that at all. But yeah. like. Distortion. We've had both versions. Now we know mm. they sound pretty much identical. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the other thing that I thought was uh, we discovered this when we heard the previews already, but um, there's still this big. What feels to me, it's always felt like a big empty space. You know where they clap in the live yeah. version, but I mean it's, it just feels so thin at that point. And I think that I didn't like that. You know, I've had, ever since. May eighth, twenty eighteen. You know, I found <laughs> I think, that to be a, a I think problem. that's a flaw of designed crowd participation. Yeah, because like be right. the whole the whole part mm-hmm. was designed for everybody to clap along. Yep. Yep. So like I, you're probably right. That's the price we pay for having a fun time live. Yeah. And it is fun. I I do <laughs> still enjoy doing that live and singing whoa whoa uh-huh. whoa whoa. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
okay, so we can probably move on to Papaya. the next thing that we already know. Um, right. I hated this song when it dropped. Yeah. Hated <laughs> it. And now I love it. It's I one of my favorites. When it first dropped, like the first time it leaked, I think when it, when it leaked, it came out, I was at work at a fast food joint with a client and I ran and said, hey, I have to go around the bathroom real quick. And I sat in the bathroom for a good two minutes and listened to the song. <laughs> so like whenever I think of Papaya, I think of that. Now I think of Towel Swinging in the Air and F-Hero. Uh-huh. But- mm-hmm. And I think F-Hero got kind of a, a bad rub when this song dropped and totally unjustified in hindsight. It's the live song now. It's like 2019 <laughs> karate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my opinion of that that piece in the middle was definitely the you know the F hero part was mm-hmm. definitely quite sour at first. It um, took a minute to, to digest. Yeah. Um, so this is by the way the music and lyrics are by Siam Metal, somebody that we don't know from any other thing I think. But um, and then arranged by Meg Metal. But um, yeah, I mean I guess I I found like once we kind of knew what the words were and what was going on, and you know the the fact that. I mean, I, I I still think of the song as being kind of a um, you know it's, it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a play or whatever you know and so they're like the part where the rap's going on is they're they're just like dancing at a party right yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. they're they're not at this point they're not creating the music they are just enjoying someone else's music mm-hmm. um, and I think that that helps you know to to sort of see like what they were trying for you know they're they're like have fun at the party you know here we're gonna go have fun at the party <laughs> yeah I think if they you know, I think maybe if they released Shanti 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 as the single and debuted Papaya live, mm-hmm. reverse the order, because that's the opposite is what happened to Yokohama, right? They released Papaya and then surprised mm-hmm. everybody with Shanti Shanti Shanti. I think Papaya would have been an instant hit for everybody, whereas I think it took the live experience of it to flip a lot of people. Yeah. I think it was pretty. I was pretty impressed by the fact that uh, people by Yokohama Night Two, when they did the the video, actually knew to like bring a towel and swing it with the choreography that was introduced twenty four hours earlier. <laughs> you know, like the towel thing. Nobody knew that until he was up there swinging the towel, <laughs> yeah. right? So. Well, I mean, they sold towels at as merch, and well, towels are pretty common thing. That's a pretty common thing to do at these shows, right? Um, in Japan with other groups and other genres and things. So, yeah. Although it, I think it, like I, it's definitely something that is central to like, if you just think about like all of the baby metal songs, this is the one that has the towel swinging in it. None sure. of the others do. Right. Sure. Sure. So anyway, and it was, you know, it was fun to see like at the forum and stuff where I, with all the, all the towels swinging yeah. around at that part. This song is exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. If you participate the whole time, Maybe maybe I'm just really out of shape, but it's, it's a good not workout. Only towel swinging. There's also jumping. Oh yeah, there's jumping. There's, yeah. there's screaming. There's it's got it's got it all. It's just it's a blast live. Yeah. Hey, you could run a Zumba class to this song. <laughs> That's an <laughs> idea. If anybody out there is a Zumba class and lives anywhere near me, I would happily come dance to some baby metal. Maybe that's a maybe we can monetize the baby metal workout. But so this this is the thing that makes the moon. CD not dark like yeah. it's the thing that ruins the dark theme right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um it's you know i mean th- this the stuff that it ends with is also not not all completely dark but this this is just sort of like a weird bright spot <laughs> so 
I wonder like how it. it would work if you switched Night Night Burn and Papaya. If they switched their places on the album. That would, I think that'd be a lot better, but. I think it would make things more coherent. I'm not sure that it would make it better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I lean towards that a little bit more. Anyways, don't forget to bring a talent when you see this song live. It's a lot of fun. I still listen to it. Top five on the album for me, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, I rarely skip anyway, but I don't skip this one. <laughs> yeah. And sorry, F-Hero, for hating you and what your contribu- contribution was when the f- yeah. song first dropped. <laughs> you're a well, pretty wholesome good dude, so... And I think I forget if I, I feel like I said this recently, although I don't remember in what context. So maybe I just said this in like a previous episode or something. But um, this was having, you know, having F Hero in this song was super weird at the time because it was the only collaboration they'd ever done. Yeah. Like we didn't know it was in the context of this True. album full of collaborations. Yeah. I, for, I didn't even think about that. So that then then it really did feel like, you know, this guy's intruding on our on our turf. Yeah. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. See, that's why I wonder what would happen if we if they surprised people with this and dropped Shanti 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 as the single before Yokohama. Yeah, maybe I should be a producer. <laughs> I'm sure. They, I'm sure they definitely thought about you know like I, I'm sure we were played a little bit you know here and there. Maybe. Well, I'm I'm sure they dropped it because F Hero was performing at yeah. Yokohama. That's probably a at least partially a reason. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. All right, are we ready? Yeah, I think you're the most first <laughs> in this one. <laughs> the next one. Yeah. So yeah, so the ne- the next song, the next song has got to be, uh, the standout weirdest song. Um, yes, it is. It, so it's a Japanese exclusive. It's stylized as BXMXC, although as far as anyone knows, it's you know might as well be called BMC. Uh, the it's credited uh, lyrics, metal cipher, music, metal cipher, and Meg Metal, arranged by Meg Metal. So, Meg Metal has a lot to do with this. Uh, and there are a couple of translations of it, but I f- oh, so okay. I, this is this is a very strange song in the context of the Baby Metal album. Um, it is the one that I like. If I don't play the entire thing from top to bottom, the album, I start with this one. <laughs> Interesting. It's I'm the same way except either this one or BBAB. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is like the the Japanese exclusive. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's either this one or that one. If I'm not top to bottom, it's one of those two first. Yeah. So what to say about this? I mean, I think um, it's it is. We had a little hint, uh, like a semi spoiler about this that it was it was. I forget now where it was in some print magazine that said this was somehow like conscious of. I don't know what, what did it say present day rap or something like that. <laughs> something Uh, like that hip-hop is what they said but and i think it's it isn't quite like that but it is it's kind of it's kind of rap style so the um it starts off by like this thing that gets repeated a lot is essentially like uh like a metal cipher um essentially um i mean like the like a part is in japanese but and i didn't know what this was supposed to mean in principle, but uh, but apparently a cipher is something that people might know uh, if they are uh, aware of like freestyle rap battle, you know, collaboration things. It's a name that people use for this this kind of like people getting around and like rapping together, um, either competitively or you know cooperatively, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that makes perfect sense out of this that this is this is like a metal version of that. <laughs> it is it's a 
it's you know sue rhythmically rapping something like nonsense but actually also something like exactly what she's talking about you know like exactly what this is this is like playing around with words and um you know fake talk and stuff um, uh-huh. so if you if you read the the lyrics i think it actually adds a whole extra dimension to this it's it's goofy it's novel it's you know and it's really um fun to listen to <laughs> can you uh, read an excerpt of the lyrics i actually haven't read the lyrics for this one. Oh, okay uh, i will have to bring it up here uh but okay well while you do that um, yeah, describe describe what it sounds like because I have not done anything like that. Okay, you, you grab a drill, right? You squeeze it really hard and then like slowly let out over the course of half a second. That's like the first fifteen seconds of the song. That's what it sounds like, in my opinion. That's all. <laughs> I got I'm sorry if that's incorrect, but that's what I think. Yeah, it's but it's very bouncy. it's a rap sample. Really, it's a rap sample with some metal behind it. That's really the only way I can describe it conscious of modern hip hop, I think really accurately describes it. (laughs) Um, but in a Kawhi baby metal way. Yeah. Yeah. Of the things I want to see live, I want to see this one live the most, not because it's my favorite song on this album. It's not, I I'm actually, I'm torn on this one. I'm perfectly honest with you. Um, I only want to see it live because I want to watch Sue rap because I think that would be hilariously adorable. <laughs> would it, question. Would it look like the rap scene from Ine or would it be something completely original? Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, I want Ine is the first thing back. that came to mind. For Fox sure. God shades come back out. That would back. be awesome. Actually. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so oh, many different things they could do to make this, you know, special? cute, fun and, and unique, uniquely baby metal. Um, my, my biggest complaint, and I think one of the reasons I have trouble getting into it is it's so processed. It like, it's processed to the point where it doesn't even sound like Suzuka. It sounds like the song they would have to play through the speakers and not through an instrument. I like it a lot. (laughs) Me me, me too. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, so the, I mean, like the sort of the main part, she's, there's a, there's a kind of a distortion and, um, the there is a there's an auto tune that she plays with at the end of it's like the end of each of the lines she like does this swoop up right the which, which like you know sort of steps through the, the auto tuner um and so i mean it's, it's a cool effect uh there's a part where she's on her own without that just talking um, you know yeah well no i mean she does the swoop but the without the auto tune and then it comes back and then and you know then it's heavy again and there's a fair amount of playing around with like there's a even at the very beginning of the song there's a, a kind of like a sample in or something like that mm-hmm. where where they're um uh it's distorted and it's kind of it's it's i don't know how to say this it's sort of like machine repeated um, yeah. before she actually starts singing yeah um and i just, i i just really like it you know i like I, I think it is very powerful like she doesn't have to do you know acapella solos all the time you know mm-hmm. <laughs> It sounds great. I got um, which proves to me that well, not proves to me, but like I feel like this song could prove to anybody that Sue really is capable of doing anything. Like, <laughs> yeah. show them, show them the one, then show them Shanty, and then show them BMC, and like they won't have any reason to doubt. But the only thing I can really complain about the song is is that I have to listen to it on my computer to enjoy it. I don't <laughs> like. I live in America. It's a Japanese exclusive. Like, I don't have a CD player either. It's no, 2019. And you don't have 20 versions of the album. <laughs> no, I, I don't have. I, 
it's like if I want to listen to it, I have to listen to the version I have, which is fine whenever I'm home. But if I'm sitting on a two-hour lunch break at work in my car, I'm kind of stuck to the non-exclusives, which is not really that big of a deal. But see, this is the problem with the streaming. Uh, uh, I, I didn't understand yeah. what you meant until just now. Um, yeah, well, but it's, it's my bad. Spotify. I use Spotify. Hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. And they're not on there. Yeah. But okay, so the um, uh, looking at Lenser's, uh, there's a couple different translations of this, but I'm looking at Lenser's. Um, uh, so let's see, like a metal cipher, like a loop. These are roots. A rhyme breaking style, creating chaos. Now mosh, like a metal cipher, break a rule and roll. Um, you know, so it's, it essentially, you know, it's playing around with the. It's a very meta commentary kind of on what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, gesturing a pretension to change styles, shouting for battle to seek proof of pride. Um, uh, and then, you know, then there's this thing where she says, like, uh, repeats wannabe. And then this thing, which in the lyrics they say is want some beat. Hmm. And there's no way that she's not saying wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if but, she just wants some beats? <laughs> it's not beats. <laughs> it's beat. <laughs> it, <laughs> but um, accelerating the fluctuation, skillfully, skillfully decorating the words. One person, two persons dancing after the starting signal, and then then she goes nuts and it's like make noise, doof, whack, whack, swag, docs, walk, walk. Wow. And you know, it's just like um you okay. know uh, the it ends with like the illusion of rusted chains, real fake talk. You know, and it's it's just it's I think what I like about it is that she's commenting on what she's doing, you know. Uh-huh. Um it's it isn't it's again, you know, it's sort of like homage and I, it's not serious. But it's done really well. <laughs> anyway, th- th- so I like this yeah. one in summary. <laughs> I want to jump on the hype train for this song so bad, but I just I can't get over the processing of everything on it. And I get that's the style and that's what they're going for. I guess I'm just too much of a purist. Like I, I, I could get behind it if they took thirty percent out of it. Well, in the same sense, like using that argument, you wouldn't necessarily like Brand New Day or. Up up or BBAP or any of the other ones because half these like this one's definitely overprocessed. I feel you there, but like I feel like compared to like Sue's vocals in every single song aren't really natural, completely natural. I feel like yeah, there's well, like was, two or three of them that are like. I was definitely planning oh, wow. on talking about that when we talk about the full album at the end here. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, we, well, I, that's me though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but BMC is. When I remember. That. I remember when the album like first dropped in Japan. I was watching a live stream of it, like of the album playthrough, and I remember them, everybody in the chat just chanting, "Play the play BMC, play BMC." I'm like, okay, well, I have to wait and see that one. And like ten minutes later, he finally did. I'm like, holy cow, <laughs> holy yeah. cow, this is great. Like and weird. I, 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 all the songs, like I'm not, I'm pretty shameless about baby metal. Like I know some people. I I know personally who like don't like playing it very loud in the car when they're driving through town, but this is the song that I encourage them to roll down their windows and turn up. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're gonna weird people out, at least give them the full experience. <laughs> so from the um, PMC 100 questions, this did come up. Um, question 48: Is there a song that made you first think that's impossible? Sue Metal says probably BMC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think, I think this one was, I believe, the biggest surprise in the whole album for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a stretch to say, whether you liked it or not. In the end, but okay. Anything else anyone wanted to say on that, or nope? I think we're good on 
DMC. Okay, so come after after that, um, or you know, I guess skipping over that if you have the international version anyway, is Kagero, which we used to know as Tattoo. Um, lyrics MK Metal, music Yo Yupe, uh, arranged by Yupe Metal. Are those the same person? I don't know. I think they might be. They might be. Um, so we knew this, you know, as Tattoo is from the 2018 uh, tour and we first learned its name when it was released as part of the download 2018, uh, you know, chosen seven set. Mm-hmm. What else to say about this? I mean, I guess, uh, we, this is another song that is old, so we kind of know this. I have always really liked it. Um, on the studio version, I remember when we had the previews, I remember thinking this is amazing, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, and there's, there's this, uh, I'm not sure what the effect is, but I think of it as being sort of like a skidding car or something like that. Hmm. Um, that there's there's something that 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 they do in there that really I find super effective um, in like you know right before hitting a hitting a strong note I think you might know what I'm talking about even if I'm not even if I'm not describing it well um, but there's there's something that I that I really liked in the studio version of this that that their transitions into the the like strong downbeats or whatever are very effective well they've remixed it for the studio version you know from all the copies we had and had heard in the past the mm-hmm. the band the instrumental is higher in the track the guitars are higher in the track which is awesome this is yeah. probably this is I think I the songs i like better better on the album than i do live this is it interesting i think the mix is just and with the next song too in fact but i have more to say about that i feel the like mi- the mix is excellent on the album for this this is probably oh. the best mix track on the album i would go so far to say i'd, I'd agree um, That's interesting. This is, this is probably my favorite, if not my favorite, my number two. It, you know, dueling, dueling favorites um, <laughs> on this album. Right? You know, I, I think one of our very first episodes when we were talking about people were asking us what our favorite song was. I actually picked this as my favorite baby metal song because mm-hmm. um, it was new and it was fresh and it was so different. And I still, I still think that. I think it's the most mature song they have. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's really indicative of the new direction they're going and them being young adults and not kids anymore. Uh, it's really fun to watch. The choreography is super unique. Um, right. Moa goes so far to say in that PMC hundred questions that it's the most different thing she's had to do because it's, well, she didn't say because it's, you know, more adult. Um, but I, you know, I think that's probably where she would go with that. If the interviewer was allowed to press, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I like the song a lot. Um, I think it has a lot of similarities to Karate from Metal Resistance, and I think that might have something to do with why I like it a lot, because I like that song a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like the song a lot. I think it, it suitcases <laughs> it suitcases Sue. It's got great backing track. It's just it's super baby metal for me um, this one, in an adult I, direction. I feel like it should be stated for the record back in 2018. This was technically a Sue solo. It was, yeah. Not anymore. They took that away from us. Well, I mean, like, how, I, how do you guys feel about that though? Like, would you do you guys would you guys prefer it as a Sue solo or no. as a trio? I actually think well, it's so, cooler as a trio. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, so it, and what you were talking about specifically is the choreography, right? I mean, yes. that's not nothing about the music. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, um, this song does have an opening, certainly for um, backup vocals, right? Yes, you know, uh, and certainly last year there weren't any. Um, being performed for us <laughs> uh, and i don't think even this year they were i'm not sure but um uh but there could be 
Um, so well, there was speculation when we first heard the song on the tour last year. Of, you know, is Yui in the backing track with Moa for this? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that debate. Somebody might. I don't know. Maybe you could do the science now and see if you can find a really clean. <laughs> it was it the download, not download. Uh, Rock on the range version. I think it's probably one of the cleaner ones out there of this song from last year and see if the backing vocals have changed. Yeah. I suppose you could do that. Yeah. Um, so you said, you said you thought the mix was very good on this. Yes. Um, I, I find when I'm listening to this, this is the one that, that like, I don't know, hurts me the most in a way. Um, mm. because I think more than any other song, I find that this one, I really feel how compressed the dynamics are. So it is, there's just so little room for everything right up there at the top of the, of the, you know, dynamic, uh, you know, the volume spectrum mm. <laughs> that, um, that everything drowns everything else out. This would, this would sound so great if it were just, you know, had a little bit more space, <laughs> but so, I mean, like, that's the thing that like, I really, really like the song, but I, I kind of feel like I can hear a more ideal version in my head. <laughs> Interesting. I hadn't thought of that, but I, I could definitely see where you're coming from. Um, needing a little bit more room to breathe. Um, I do think that soundstage is different from mixing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think you're right. I think this could benefit from a wider soundstage. Um, but looking at it just a, just at the mixing, the levels of the individual tracks, I think this is this is the best one on the album. Yeah, and I think I think the reason that I that I lumped those together is that I I do feel like when every when all the dynamics are compressed like that, then things step on each other, mm. you know, um, like something can, something loud can knock out something else, even if mm-hmm. it is in some technical sense mixed properly. Sure. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's what I feel like whenever I listen to this, it's like, like I want to turn it down somehow. <laughs> mm. Interesting. Um, but, and I don't get that feeling from any, I mean, like I, I know looking at the, looking at the waveform, you know, that they're all, they're all like that. Yeah. But, um, this one is the one I feel it most in. Uh huh. Yeah, this is almost a nice break for me because everything else is so experimental and different from what we're used to. Mm-hmm. This one feels like a baby metal song, like what I'm used to. From like you could slot this into metal resistance and it would fit. Although it is pretty straightforward rock in yes, a way. Yes, it, it is very straightforward. Very metal at all. <laughs> yes, it is very straightforward. So jump into the next one. Sure. Starlight. I think we could do that. Starlight. This is like of all the ones that like the changes from the like the mix we're used to from the single to like the album version stand out the most to me. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Like like during the chorus where they go fly high, that's like totally different. That's totally different now. Like it's no longer Sue led. It's like all background. I don't know if I, like, I want to say it's Moa singing, but like I can't mm. I can't pinpoint it in my head that it's exactly her. But I, it's definitely like the chorus effect in the background of them singing fly and then Sue picks up from the lead vocal part right in the next, right in the next, right in the next word. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the guitars sound substantially different. Mm-hmm. Like the best way I can describe that is like, get the sound from starlight and then just turn down the treble by like a quarter turn. Hmm. Or like the, that's the best way I can describe it in my head. Like it sounds more clear. It sounds less muddy. The guitar tone sounds less muddy in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Guitar is a little muddy in the song. I mean, you kind of—it's the tuning is hilarious. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like very, very low. Yeah, hilariously low. So like, <laughs> I understand a little bit of muddiness. I—it sounds a lot cleaner on the album version though. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, 
the single version sounded kind of rough in my opinion, but I mean, this is definitely of all the other songs, this is higher on my list of the ones of all the singles that we've gotten. This is probably the top of it. Hmm. The song is emotional for me. Yeah, it's like you the song bring back like the topic of like emotional baggage. Like you can think of like in the name of as like the Yui's departure or whatever. But in my head, I'm thinking of Mikio. In this, in my head, the song is a tribute to him. So yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It's it's like the it's like a good emotional baggage. It's not negative emotional yeah. baggage. Yeah, it's that's a good way to put it. It's it's sad mm. for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the the way they present it now live with the uh, the backing screen, mm-hmm. um, it's beautiful. You know the single huge star, you know towards the end of it, the lasers. You know it's 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 cool. It feels like, especially given when it was originally released, you know you you listen to the lyrics and what you know about what happened. It it definitely feels the most like a tribute, and you know I don't know if we'll ever know the answer to that, but I hope I'm right. I hope we're right I, that it's yeah, I feel, I a tribute feel song. Like it, has to be. There's no other way. But. Well, I, I I I believe that that is false, but I but I nevertheless <laughs> think that it would be nice yeah. <laughs> if it were true. Yeah, <laughs> but sure. I don't think it has to be. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, the song is just it's just really pretty. Yeah. yeah, and the contrast from you know the heavy progressive double kick bass into the chorus to you know an isolated Sue, you know, at the top of her range is really powerful mm-hmm. and really pretty emotional. Yeah, and I think so. Garrett, you had mentioned something about a like a chorus effect, um, uh, and when when you said that, I think I, I don't know if I don't know if this is what you meant, but it might be. But I think I think it is in fact um, like one of the things that makes this different on the album from the single is is a kind of a chorusing, you know, like like a guitar mm-hmm. pedal chorus effect. Um, yeah, uh, that, possibly that it really has it's sort of it's widened it a bit and it's and it's um added a fair amount of like reverb and stuff it just makes it more makes the whole uh like sue's vocal line more distant in a way Mm -hmm. um that i like a lot i mean i i really like the the airiness that they've added to the yeah album version definitely and it still is pretty heavy Uh, when it gets going it's very heavy (laughs) when it gets going like I don't know why, but like in my head, whenever I think of Starlight, all I hear is the lyrics. And then whenever you bring up the idea of it being heavy, I'm like, oh yeah, it <laughs> oh, is <right>. heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It still catches me off guard sometimes when it gets heavy and growly mm-hmm. because it's such a great contrast between Sue's blasting chorus and then the heavy growling um, bridges. Mm-hmm. It's It's interesting. Like even now, what this is okay so this is now a year old mm-hmm. right um uh, and of course like the, obviously the the new version is not but i mean like we've not we've known this song for a year mm-hmm. and uh i still can't quite get the rhythm right <laughs> like there's there's a there's this really interesting rhythm that they've got going with the you know the, the part that people call gent or whatever mm-hmm. um that that i that i still i'm close but i still haven't quite gotten it it's i think it's, I know exactly what part you're talking about. I yeah. think playing guitar gives me an edge of this. I've been playing that kind of, like, not specifically that jinty style of music forever, mm-hmm. but, like, in my head, I, just, I I can perfect perfectly listen to that part in my head. I think I could probably translate that to a guitar string without any kind of... Hmm. It's like, yeah, it's it's a combination of, like, palm muting and then just, like, pulling it out, 
pulling up into an open note, like well, that's not the exact rhythm, but like, but well, that's a, the thing. There's though. a technique. There's a technique to it that's so hard to catch on to, and a lot of metal bands actually do this during their breakdowns. That's like a lot of the bands I do like actually do similar things, where it's just like it's just such an off timing that your brain doesn't want to naturally keep up to it. So when you're headbanging, it almost throws you off, but you're able to keep going. Mm. It's. I mean, I uh, I I find the effect sort of similar to when you have like triplets against a four or something like that. Sure. Um, yeah. uh, it's not quite exactly that, but, but yet there is a place where it's, where it catches up and it's, I'm always missing that spot where it catches up. <laughs> so, um, anyway, Wait, talking, okay. Just to clarify, you're talking about the chorus, the chorus part in the, in the background of the chorus, right? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not it's sure how like, to label the parts, there, but there, there's a pattern and it goes down three different octaves. Da 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 da. Also, that's not that's the Crestwood thing. Sung in the part. <laughs> so now, now we but have like, this. The... But like the guitar part goes, there's a pattern to it. and It goes down three different octaves and then it repeats. I so think the that's thing... the jitty part you're talking about. Okay, like, so it's, it's sort of like a dun 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 dun. That is not, that's a little bit off of the normal. Yes, yes. So it's like it's so. like dun 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 There's a there's a skip in there that I that I keep missing. There's actually there's there's a skip and then there's like I, th- I want to say in the middle there's actually a double note that's not supposed to be there well right yeah quote unquote not supposed to be there it's meant to be there but in your head it doesn't want to be so that's the thing that keeps tripping me up and anyway this is a, a long discussion of something that was a very <laughs> small part I'm but, overly prepared to keep going it just dude. sounds like a time signature change to me I think that's why it's screwing uh, you guys up yeah probably it just, it's like they dropped it's like they dropped a six eight or something for one measure. Anyway, it's cool. Um, I like this. I still like the song. I keep. You know, this is one of those songs that does surprise me a little bit. Like I forget that I like it until I'm in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, it's possible we can move on to. Oh yeah, this is so. I forgot to say this, but um, lyrics: Metal Saints, whoever they are. Um, the music is Meg Metal and Metal Skywalker. First, first and only appearance <laughs> of Metal Skywalker. <laughs> Um, and the arrangement is Meg Metal. And this is this was referred to as the first of three songs in the trilogy of lights. Mm-hmm. The second of which is Shine. I like this song a lot. Shine I, is great. I mm. like the song, but it's not my favorite. <laughs> I, I, f- I see why you guys like it so much. I and seeing it at with at Legend Dim with with Moa playing the guitar and everything. Mm-hmm. I can see why you guys like that so much. That's... Like from the outside, but from my point of view of just as a song, it's not huge for me it's a beautiful song and it's it never gets skipped don't get me wrong it never Uh gets skipped but i it's not my favorite i love it though (laughs) if that makes any kind of sense i'm i'm super biased like they dropped they dropped this on us and i cried my eyes out for the entire like five minutes or however long this song is because it was (laughs) just an incredible moment Mm -hmm. right um you guys discuss it because it's just gonna make me emotional again (laughs) <laughs> I think you know so um I believe in my head that I like it um I I actually don't tend to listen to it 100%. Like you know th- if I stop early I'll stop before this. <laughs> um it's and I I'm not sure exactly why but um I do like it when I do listen to it so I don't I don't know what my problem is. I like, problem is either. I haven't I'll, I'll fess up to being it being a good a little bit since I've listened to it, but like I, one thing I remember not liking the most about it was how slow the lyrics started off. Like I get it, it's a slow, like beautiful song, mm. but like I feel like it's just sung a little bit too slow. Mm. Like right after the the intro, that's meant to be bleeding from Starlight. And there's like the build up of the singing and everything. 
with the acoustic guitar and everything. And then as soon as like after all that, all the metal come, kicks in and then Sue starts singing, it's just, it feels too slow. It feels like all that buildup was kind of wasted in my opinion, but huh. I mean, the rest of the song carries on phenomenally and I love it, but I think this is definitely written with a live in mind. Probably uh-huh. with the presentation in mind and the theatrics. <laughs> yeah, it could be. And not just, not just what they did at legend M, you know, obviously they're not doing that. At least they didn't do that at the forum. So that version doesn't exist, but when you have the 90 seconds of buildup or whatever it was, I think it made more sense than just rolling right. into it on the album. Yeah. And I think, um, I, I believe that my impression of it is colored a little bit by the fact that, that it is, um, like we know this song, like we've known this song for a very long time, um, in some version because, yes. because it's, you know, it's been the lore outro. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I guess this this sort of rides this weird line of like something that I really know, um, and so I'm skipping over, right? And then uh, something yeah. that's new. That could be. I don't even hear the lore outro anymore when I listen to it. I I did when I when somebody brought it up and I listened to it again. I definitely did, but I don't even hear mm-hmm. it anymore. I think you know when I'm reading my comments that I put in the show notes. Um, I guess I do like this. It is good. <laughs> what am I, what's my what's my problem? Because <laughs> um, it 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 is pretty. You know, it's pretty powerful and stuff mm-hmm. in the middle. And the one thing, like people compare it to, like the one as like a, a successor to the one, but I I refuse to I refuse to take that. Hmm. The one I, in my head, I'm thinking everybody's singing along. Oh, mm-hmm. we are the one. We are the one. Yeah. Are we shining? Are we shine? What? <laughs> we yeah. got nothing here. I mean, it's a, I. Yeah, there's I would, no audience participation. That's true. Yeah, and I I love that. And but a lot of Baby Metal's performance is crowd oriented. Like the vast majority of their songs have some kind of crowd participation. I understand some of them can not have that, but uh, I don't know. I have I mean, more I think... to say, but it has to wait till the next next song. It's not okay. It's not impossible that they won't find a way to include the crowd in this song somehow. You're right. Um, they, there's, they will probably, I mean, there's opportunities, you know, I think the very end in particular where the crowd could sing along and she could just point mm-hmm. her mic and you're expected to do it. Um, right. but to use that as a segue into the next song, Arcadia, I don't think there is an opportunity in that song to do any of right. that. <laughs> and I mean, before we, before we leave the one though, I think it's okay if we're done with that by now. <laughs> Like, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, well, it's true that, that these aren't these, this one and the one we're about to talk to, you know, talk about, don't really have a crowd participation thing. I, I, I kind of feel like I, um, uh, I've had enough of the one. Yeah. No, I, so, I, I agree too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, okay. Anyway, Ar- Arcadia, go ahead. <laughs> Get out with your Arcadia. Uh, old force. I believe, I believe it was Kevin who mentioned that. But correct me if I'm wrong, but you said that you didn't feel that Arcadia was a very good closer, or how would you word that? Yeah, you pretty much hit it right on the head. I think it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. To, I'm here to debate that. Okay, Because right. in my top five, Arcadia is my number one. I love this song Interesting. very much. Are you a Dragon Force I, fan? Um, actually, yeah. Before I even started listening to metal, I actually like. I remember playing Guitar Hero and finally getting to through the Fire and the Flames. My like, holy cow, what is this band? <laughs> and then I became head over heels obsessed with them. Like I'd argue. Baby Metal isn't my first love. I'd say Dragon Force is, but... Well, that's why it's uh, number one for you. 
Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I, 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 love, <laughs> I love the fast riffs. I love... Like, that's something I feel like a lot of these other songs were lacking. Like, even Night Night Burn, I praise that one so much for being such a good metal song without all the effects. But, like, in reality, that's only four or five riffs. Mm-hmm. Compare that to compare that to Arcadia, and it's like, Arcadia's a masterpiece. It goes from one tasteful lick right on to the next one, and let, let that lead into a crazy little solo. I I feel like Takamatsumoto's solo overpowers them completely, but for its own standalone, standalone song, it wraps up a show incredibly well, like, at the end of the at the end of a show, I want to see the crazy guitar solos. I want to see everybody having a blast and a fast, fun, quick paced song. And I don't. I, I feel like Shine does not do that as well as Arcadia. Well, they haven't closed with Shine. No. Yeah. So my thing with it not being a good closer is I think a staple of their live performance is how they end their shows. Mm-hmm. And and Road of Resistance has everything you just said you love about a closer. Yes. Plus, you get to scream with you know, yeah, two, two to ten thousand of your closest friends for the entire you know ten minutes or however long they decide to do the con yeah. response. And that'll be like the, <laughs> that'll be the same drawback I'd bring to Arcadia too, is there is no color. Yeah, so I I but... love or I love the song. It's a great song. It's mm-hmm. it's super baby metal. It slots into that road of resistance slot from the last album. It does all of the things that you just mentioned super well, and it makes it a great song as a concert closer. It doesn't check the lax box for me. <laughs> I'll have to go back and listen to it again because I don't remember actually listening for it, but I don't think they use any like electric synths, whereas they use those in like every other song somewhere. Yeah, no, this is pretty straight. I could be wrong. This is pretty yeah, straight, like, just metal. This is like walk on stage with two amps, two guitars, a bass, and a couple girls, and you got a song, whereas the rest, you got to press a play button somewhere. <laughs> i think yeah. that's about all i have to say about it uh-huh. like this is this, this is like one of the probably three or four songs that i search out and listen to on a very regular basis the time changes and the crazy riffs just they do it for me i love it yeah it is a great yeah. song i do enjoy this song a lot but I, I i don't know i just i stand by that if you're going to close a concert with it i want to be able to participate maybe this, okay. that's just because i'm what i'm used to that's a um, fair argument or it could just be I'm irrationally attached to screaming at the end of concerts now. I I don't know. <laughs> well, normally by the end, I don't have a voice to scream left with anyway, but... Yeah, but you gotta try. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I think, so this one... Uh, I feel like we've been talking about this for a long time. I mean, like, you know, we've... We talked about it when it appeared in Yokohama and Legendem and mm-hmm. um, when we had the little samples and stuff. And I, I sort of... I feel like my, you know... Like, I still think much the same thing, you know, that it's, it's very technical and very fast and it uh, hints at road of resistance in a way, you know, like you, you do hear that they're doing the same kind of thing a little bit. Um, they, they have very similar like arpeggio shapes and tapping structure. Like they, they, they're the same structure, but moved up a, a little bit. So it mm-hmm. sounds the same. It's yeah. just different notes. And mm-hmm. that's what, that's what I hear. I'm like, okay, this sounds just like road of resistance, except different. And I love it. And, but like going back to the Yokohama shows, wherever it was when it was played first, like I didn't really get to experience that. I think I watched like one, sh- like dodgy, fan cam like once or twice, but I never really got the full effect of the song. And same with Shine, like we talked about it, but I never really had the full effect of the song until mm-hmm. I've listened to it since then. Sure, sure. And you still haven't um, seen Shine. Um, I think I've seen parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I no, I saw it at the forum. What are you talking about? I was there. Uh, that, that didn't exist. <laughs> They didn't play. They didn't play it at the forum. 
Yeah, they, they played <laughs> some, some similar so no, thing. And in your eyes, no, I have not seen it. But, yeah. but um, uh, the other note that I had uh, written down here was that it 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 reminded me a little bit of Amore, which we don't you know we don't think mm. a lot about, but it is it has that same like like just nonstop mm. hyper. I, I didn't even think about that. Just you know. Uh, Amore is actually one of my probably one of my overall top 15s easy. Yeah. And I it, I I feel like we don't hear that very often because it doesn't it has not often made it into the live shows. Um you know, it's I think it was uh I think the Big Fox Festival had like one of the nights had Amore and the other one had um Akatsuki, but I think they played didn't they play Amore as their Suso as the solo all of 2018 or was that Akatsuki? I don't remember. Oh, no, I don't it wasn't Amore. It, I sort of feel like I don't I don't listen to it very often. I don't think about it very often. But this did remind me of it a little bit, just in the in just the, the hyperness of it, <laughs> the very fast drums. But, I hadn't drawn that comparison, but yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I don't so, know. I think I think uh, yeah. I would uh, maybe I think I would flop Shine and Arcadia as far as album order. I'll fight that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or or maybe drop in the name of and put Arcadia at the top of disc two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you, yeah. Shine's good, and I love it, and I love Arcadia both. And but I I just don't know how to feel right now because Shine isn't doing that. And mm-hmm. I, we have just polar opposite views, and I don't think that's going to change. But well, I do agree with you that whereas the one has audience participation, Shine does not, and that is weird. Um, to slot it in and try and compare the two because I think that the, the one is a pretty simple song, right? Mm-hmm, it's it's one of the it's one of the most simple songs they have in their discography. And, and, but what and ma- shine here is like super intricate, and yeah, crazy. yeah. So it doesn't even hold a candle to the music structure of the one. But I, if they were to flip flop shine and Arcadia live, I wouldn't complain. I would definitely bring it up, but I wouldn't complain. But as it stands now, I I, I still stand with Arcadia at the end. No, or they could okay, just blow them with Road of Resistance. Okay, so uh, you guys are talking, you're talking about the live shows, though, but how about the album? I mean, like, I, I think I think it might be okay to have Shine at the end of the album because it does sort of fade off into, like, mm-hmm. we're going to the next thing. Yeah. Whereas, okay. you know, the way it is now, Arcade is, like, you know, hyper, hyper, hyped again. hyper over. Yeah, get you hyped again. <laughs> yeah. Re-listen. <laughs> yeah. No. So. yeah, okay, from that point of view, yeah, I agree with you, but... So, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know what I I don't know what I I don't know what my stance is, but I can sort of see benefits of both ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think uh, maybe mm-hmm. we can final, go to final talking thoughts. a little bit about. Oh, so I didn't. I guess I didn't say who. You know, I've been trying to do this with all of them. So, music and lyrics on this one are Nori Metal, um, arranged by Kyoto Metal. So this is a different person. Um, this is the third of three Trilogy of Lights songs, um, and then it's over. Uh, so I think now might be a, a decent time to talk a little bit about you know what what thoughts we have about the overall thing. Um, I think it's a great package. Like from the very beginning to the ending, it like imagine if we haven't heard any of the ones like all the singles. Imagine if you weren't a fan as close as we are this entire time, and they and you coming in as somebody who heard Metal Resistance when it came out, and then is jumping back into it into Metal Galaxy. From the top to the bottom, I think it would, it's a fantastic album for them. And I think it has a little bit of everything that everybody would want. I think somebody who's never even heard of Baby Milk walk up, pick a random song, and be like, okay, this is interesting, and then maybe pick another one. 
Hmm. I, I think I like this one definitely more than any of the other two combined, though. Hmm. The Baby Metal, the first album is definitely more nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. And so is Metal Galaxy, not Metal Galaxy, Metal, Metal Resistance. But I feel like this is a great step. I feel like I'm, I'm liking what they're doing now more than what they did. Hmm. Interesting. Hot take. So do you think that this would, um, it sounds like what you're saying is that like, this might be a good place for new people to get in. Yes. And so then if you're back their way a, into the other ones. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like Metal Resistance and Baby Metal were definitely more off-putting to new ears. But if somebody coming in here is future metal, it's like, okay, well, this is kind of hype. And then they go into Die La Dance. It's going to be like, okay, wow. And then they go into Elevator Girl and then Shane, it just goes on and on of being a whole variety <laughs> show. It's, they're going to love something. It's just a matter of keeping them there. I, but as for me, I love it all. Like going, I, I, I mentioned my top five as we kind of went, but it goes from one to five, Arcadia, BBAB, Brand New Day, Night Night Burn, and then BMC. With Dada Dance six and then Starlight is seven, but those last two are kind of close. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible at ranking things. Um, yeah, same. I, and I did have to include Shanty is by far the bottom. <laughs> but and, and you, like you know, so my my recent listening habits would suggest that BMC is at the top for me. But I mean, the, that's partly because it's recent. You know, like I'm not mm-hmm. sure that I'm not ranking that with respect to anything on Metal Resistance. <laughs> You know, so I, I I have been waffling back and forth trying to answer this question and come up with what I'm going to say when it inevitably came up that I would have to give my final thoughts on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's be- what I've been wrestling with is. Is this a good album? Is this a good baby metal album or not? Those are hard questions. Part of me thinks that this is a good album, maybe even a great album. Part of me thinks it's not a very good baby metal album. And I don't know if that's because it's so different in a way that's off-putting or such a departure from, I don't know, maybe their their mission statement of the fusion of Kawaii and metal and Mm j-pop that i'm having trouble getting behind it as a great baby metal album but that being said it kind of sticks in the name of in a very poor spot (laughs) (laughs) gotta get our knives back out for in the name of it's just because that (laughs) the song's just awful um and anyways way to derail my thought (laughs) sorry um yeah, I, I and every day I kind of have a different opinion and I kind of lean a different direction on those two things. Are th- there's definitely tracks on here I love and adore, uh, especially the ones I've seen live. You know, Papaya's a blast. That is so much fun live. There are definitely moments of peak baby metal in here. But when I'm looking at it cohesively, I, I'm struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. and I, I, And I think that just might be something that will come with time for me because a lot of this stuff doesn't, doesn't feel like baby metal. Um, and it, we've touched on that in some of these songs, like you mentioned, um, brand new day is just really pretty poppy. There's almost no metal in that song, right? It's just you know, with a rock background. 
mm-hmm. from Tim and Scott. Uh, BMC is literally rap with some guitar and auto tune. Um, when you, when you look at songs like that, I struggle. Um, homage and I, I think is even a good example of that uh, where the nigh is 90% of the lyric in that song. Right. Um, but I, but I enjoy it. They're fun to listen to. And I've been listening to the album pretty much nonstop since it came out. So I'm enjoying it. But when it came time to sit down and record this, I'm still kind of on the fence and I don't know which way to lean of whether this is a good, just a good album or if it's a good baby metal album. Yeah. That's interesting. I I mean, I mean, I do think that they're, um, uh, what do they say? Widening. (laughs) There's some word that they keep using, but I I think it is true that they are, they're expanding their mission statement a bit, you know, like that it really, it really was kind of like, um, more tied to pop plus metal than, than, Mm -hmm. and now it's really just kind of like, it's, it's incorporating more things that don't necessarily have to include metal. Although I think they, I, I still think that they, they all, they all kind of do, uh, at least include something that I would call heavy. Yes. Um, even if it's not, you know, like I, I don't really know what metal is anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think, and really one of the reasons I kind of entered into this existential crisis was, uh, a good friend of mine who's also a baby metal fan. You know, we were talking about the album and, they happen to say, this is a great album, but it's not a great baby metal album. Yeah. And then that kind of, and that kind of made me pause and really start to think about well, it. I want to kind of argue that because like baby metal stated themselves. So this is a new time for them. They're changing. They're growing up. They're evolving. And I don't think it's fair to really hold them to the same standard as when they were 12 and 14. <laughs> That's, well, I don't know. I, I would argue your friend hard. I, what defines a baby metal album? What defines a good baby metal? The eyes of the listener, it's opinion based. Like in their eyes, I'm sure is a, they're pretty happy with. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm very happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and but, I don't. I don't think it's about holding them to a standard of when they were, yeah, you know, kids. Um, I think it's about the sound and what a lot of people got into this band for in the first place. Yeah, the style from but the you, first album, the style from Metal Resistance. You almost got to expect that, like every band does that, like. 1980s Metallica is totally different from the hardwired to self-destruct that dropped what a couple of years ago. Well, that's because was, they're middle aged. As... <laughs> and they stopped doing <laughs> the, drugs. Okay, they're, they're a little bit past middle age. <laughs> middle age, they're, they're over the hill a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... They, they just can't play that fast anymore. That's, <laughs> that's La- a physical Lars... limitation. <laughs> Rumor has it Lars doesn't even have a double bass drum anymore. Uh, I I believe little... it. <laughs> but... Anyway, okay. Hang on. Back to what I was saying, but. I feel like it's not fair to judge them as they're changing. I wait. I, I don't know how to put it in words, but I don't want to. I, I love this album, so I'm definitely prejudiced towards Baby Metal. Whatever they put out, I'm gonna probably gonna love and have a couple complaints about here and there. But mm. I feel like we got we have to view this from, from the distance. Like in ten years, and they have two more out, well, one more album out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's that going to sound like? That's going to be totally different from anything we've ever heard, just like this one was. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I just got to get it drilled in my head not to get stuck in the ways of 2015 and 2017 or whatever. Yeah. And try and live for whatever year we're in, because I think that probably has a huge effect on what we're going to get. Yeah, and that's kind of why I'm struggling, because, I, like I said, I do really like these songs, for the most part, and the name of is just mm-hmm. garbage. But... 
but like it's it's hard to argue as a coherent package is it good or not yeah and that's why i'm struggling um and i don't think it's because i'm opposed to them evolving and growing up and exploring mm-hmm. new things um I, i'm definitely for that i think that's really exciting and i do think that is what this band is is doing new things exploring new things pushing the boundaries and defining a genre that's what they've always been about so right. from from that perspective that's totally what they're doing you know with especially with songs like shanti 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 B, uh, bmc they're, they're definitely doing that but it but is it is it too much in some respect, yeah. did, did they take too big of a leap too early? Maybe is a question. I don't know. I mean, so I, I was thinking about the like as you were. Well, okay. So there's, I think there's always this question of what people do on their second album, right? I mean, like, so um, do you do you say, well, the second album should be like the first album because people liked the first album, so that's mm-hmm. why they're getting the second album, or mm-hmm. you know. Um, or do you say, well, we've already got that. Let's do something like, you know, you will still, you will always have that first album. Let's mm-hmm. do something different yeah. now. And then right? even the opinions, the viewpoints of the artists change. Like, yeah. like I'm sure there's songs that Sue and Moa don't like that they've made in the past, but they got to make what they're liking right now. And obviously I don't think they would be willing to record and make something they don't love or like. They got to make what Koba's wanna... liking right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure that at this point in their life, they get some kind of say in the matter. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they've had interviews to kind of back that up. But go ahead. Anyway, I guess I'm sort of thinking though that that I'm I'm happy that they're not just redoing stuff that they did before. You know, like yes. that that they are really they're doing they're presenting us with. I mean, so the, to the extent it depends on what it is you think they're doing. You know, but if what they're doing is mixing things in a surprising way, then doing what they did in the previous albums is not what we want, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're surprising us. Uh, and the other thing too, I was thinking about as we were talking about this is that I, I don't differentiate between the first and second albums that much because, as far as I'm concerned, they both appeared to me at the same time, mm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is now different, and we had all those songs for a long time before, mm-hmm. but you know, like sure. I, I was not around when there was only the one album. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, neither was I. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to respond to that, and it's not coming yeah. to me. If I'm Really honest. Yeah. I have an opinion, but I don't know how to formulate it. That's that's how my brain works like 90% of the time. Right. Well, and and uh, for anyone who has actually been following along this whole time, you know, this is all one recording session. <laughs> it's been a long, long time <laughs> yeah. of talking. Yeah, I am getting a little fried <laughs> we're getting, at the end we're of this. Up three hours, I think. Coming, we're, we're coming up on. No, well, not, not quite, but we're getting close. Um, Quarter hour. We're, we're definitely on the tail end of this thing. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just When he said that, it really made me think. Um, and it really made me think if I agree or if I disagree with that and why either direction. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I, I agree to a point and I disagree to a point. And I think that's just kind of where I have to live yeah. on this album. I think I do. You know, so um, I am I am happy with it, I think. You know, I I, uh, I feel like my opinion is not stable on it uh you know it's it's probably gotten better over time from when i first listened to it but even even Mm -hmm. listen to listen you know like sometimes i kind of wish something was a little different and then and then i change my mind the next time through Mm -hmm. so um which is interesting i guess and i do think it needs to be said too that i always since i've become a fan now have to reserve judgment until i see stuff live this is 
one of those bands that is just better live. Yeah. Um, so songs I may hate on this album, Papaya is a great example. I did not like that song when it dropped as a single. I saw it live, loved it immediately, and now I love it eternally. Um, <laughs> right. So I think you know it's, it's really important to see some of this stuff live too. And hell, maybe I'd even love in the name of if I was actually a legend S. <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect I wouldn't because I know a lot of people who were there that still don't like it. But you never know. I don't know if it's so in the in the notes I had sort of like collected together some of the people who are contributing in the album and i don't i don't know if this I, I thought this was sort of interesting when i was typing it up um you know like the people like you know i will i will start with one and then we can see if we want to keep going <laughs> but um so nori metal um was responsible for the music and part of the lyrics on night night burn and arcadia mm-hmm. um but also was responsible for previous stuff uh road of resistance uh yava amore syncopation magitsune um, so I think that's kind of interesting in a way that um, this is, even though there are a lot of people participating, I think maybe that's the, the main point. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of people who are participating in this, but it's still not an infinitely large set. You know, sure. it's, just, it's a small, small set of people that are all, and, and I think we saw this in some um, interview where Kobo was talking about this, uh, probably about the same time that we learned about how Night Night Burn is so old, mm-hmm. um, that you know, he got everybody in a room and said, all right, what do we want to do with this? Like, you know, Mm -hmm. this is, this is kind of the vision, you know, what, how should we go? So it's a small enough set that you can pretty much get everyone in a room. Right. So, you know, I think in a sense, I do, I do like that, that it's not, uh, it is, there is still, you know, a kind of artistic core to this. I mean, besides just Koba. (laughs) Sure. So I don't know. Anyway, um, but we do, you know, we have, we have, I feel like we have more, um, visible credits, uh, you know, on all these songs. So MK metal was responsible for lyrics and, uh, on a bunch of things, brand new day and Kagero. Um, and then before that road of resistance, Awadama fever, Yava, Amore, no rain, no rainbow, <laughs> uh, Makitsune, gimme Chaco. I mean, it's, um, you know, these, there, there's a, there is a, a core here that I didn't really understand before really going through these credits mm-hmm. Yupa metal uh did a, has done a lot actually with them um i mean like it's almost easier to name the songs that <laughs> he was not involved in <laughs> <laughs> um, i guess this is um takahiro mamiya is is uh his name out in the actual world <laughs> right but um so yeah i mean i think there's there's so much i've typed a lot of things here that um we don't want to go through <laughs> Sure. <laughs> but um I think it is maybe maybe actually at some point later when we're in the a slow news week we can ponder this a little more. Yeah. Um I guess basically you know the only point I I kind of wanted to make about this is that um the people who were involved in this uh well, first of all they have some of them have been tweeting about it. You know they've been saying like mm-hmm. I mixed half this album <laughs> or you know <laughs> right. I was, you know congratulations I was responsible for these two songs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I think so. People getting and taking some credit. Nice change of pace, for sure. Yeah. I think uh, is actually listed on the back of this album (laughs) in a a way that he wasn't before. (laughs) So even he's taking visible credit. Hey, if you made it this far, thanks for listening to us ramble. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for sticking around. We (laughs) talked a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, anyway. um, No, I think it's it's been fun. Um, uh, It's true that we probably should kind of 
kind of stop at this point. But um, and we may we may wait more than a week before recording the next one. <laughs> yeah, we might be a little burned out. Yeah, <laughs> it's been uh, a busy week of editing. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But oh, anyway, I think um, uh, at this point, you know, there's not there's not actually a lot going on. Um, I mean, as soon as we say that, something some big newsworthy newsworthy thing will happen. But uh, okay, anyone want to say any further thing before I do um, the outro? Thanks for joining in. Thanks, Babe and Metal, for dropping, in my opinion, a phenomenal album, and I hope many more to come. Mm-hmm. If if they ever get the opportunity to hear this, your work is appreciated, and I'm glad I'm alive in the time to be able to listen to it. Yeah. That I will agree with. I'm a little freaked out by the possibility that they could be listening to this, but at any rate. Oh, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unlikely. Unlikely. I think that's. I think that is true. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's pretty unlikely, but it's fun to think about. Yeah. Maybe the word would spread there one day. You never know. Never yeah. know. The internet is forever. The, the official unofficial source. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, yeah, thanks everybody for sticking around and for recording uh, and all that. I think um, this is worth doing. It's fun to think about the, in, at this depth. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, for sure. But I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, you can join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. Rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it, so please do that. And we'll be back here in something like two weeks, maybe. Uh, And we hope you'll join us at that point. And until then, see you.